Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP. I'm Paul White. It's the fourth day of January, and here on the Deeper Daily Podcast, we try to take you a little deeper today than we did yesterday with the goal of taking you a little deeper tomorrow than we did today. And by deeper, I don't mean, uh, you know, deeper into Revelation. I can't control where you go in Revelation uh, as far as what you know of the love of God. I can hold your hand or shine a light on it, but I can't force you in. But you keep coming back to this podcast because you know we're going to go a little deeper into the story or the topic. And that's exactly what we're going to do now with Genesis. We've been away from this since the day after Christmas. We went into Galatians 4, dealt with Paul's commentary on the Sarah and Hagar story. Now we're back to Genesis. When we last left our uh, our hero character, Abraham, and his journey, we were in The end of chapter 17, where Abraham has circumcised Ishmael, circumcised himself, circumcised all the men of his house, whether they were born in his house or bought with money from a foreigner. Uh, And now we turn the corner into chapter 18, and we had tried to set it up to where we could start a fresh chapter when we jumped back into Genesis. And the interesting thing about chapter 18 is this is a physical appearance of the Lord to Abram, but it's not a stretch. In fact, I'm going to scratch that. I'm not even going to say it's not a stretch. You have to try really hard to miss the uh, the picture. I'm, I'm, I'm hunting for the word I want. It's not really the word I want. Let me try again. You have to try really hard to miss the imagery of the Trinity in Genesis 18. Some would say we're trying too hard to find the Trinity in the creation account when we say, God said, let us make man in our own image. And some would say, that's a stretch to take that pronoun to automatically mean the personalities of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, Holy Spirit. Okay, maybe you think that's a bridge too far. I not going to die on that hill. But I will say this, if you miss, listen to to these verses. If you miss this, Trinity and this, I think you're trying to miss it. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, my Lord, if I found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. So stop there. See what I mean? It specifically tells you that the Lord, all caps, this is Jehovah, this is the covenant-keeping God, appears to him by terebinth trees and memories. So we're not to assume it's a vision. It puts God who has been a spirit next to a physical object. The text, the narrative device here is to show you that he's standing next to the trees because he's standing in a physical form. Abraham is sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day, sitting in the shade. He lifts his eyes and then there are three men standing beside him. Why three? We had the Lord in verse one and then three men standing behind him and beside him in verse two. So I think you got to try to get rid of the three here. If you, if you are struggling with any kind of Trinitarian understanding. And what I mean, of course, by the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. A, a phrase that appears over and over again 
both explicitly and implicitly in the New Testament, that God is our Father, that God is the Son, Christ Jesus, and that God moves upon us as the Holy Spirit. We've had people who try to mock this or deny this by saying that when you teach the Trinity or believe in the Trinity, you are believing in a three-God or a um, polyistic God theory. But that is to, I think, misunderstand, and I'm not here, I'm not going to try to give you a deep dive into the Trinity, but I think it's to misunderstand what the Bible is trying to convey to us in God. Because we see God through so many different images and so many different lenses. It's because we are not one individual image. We are a plurality. We exist as a father, as a mother to our children. We exist as a son, as a daughter to our parents. We also exist as a spouse. But understand, these are all images of God. That's what I'm trying to say. God is a father. God is a son. We also live on in the minds and the memories of the people in whom we have impacted. In in such ways, we are much like the Spirit. I'm not trying to compare us with God or trying to make us out to be some smaller version of him, but I'm, I'm just trying to get us to understand that the concept of the Trinity is not so far removed from the concept of who we are. Some have even said, and I know there's real holes in this argument, but it's worth bringing up. Some have said that the Trinity should be understood in the same way that you understand yourself to be body, soul, and spirit. You are more than a body, you are more than a soul, you are more than a spirit, but you are never less than any of those. And so God is more than just God the Father, but he's never less than God the Father. Again, I know there's holes in that argument and there's weaknesses in it, but I think it gets the point across. I might even be so bold as to say, uh, and I've told you before, I don't have a lot of dividing lines like, oh, I don't think you and I are going to be able to get much done in this conversation theologically. I have told you that I'm a stickler for the resurrection. I I mean, if you don't believe in a resurrected Jesus, then you have Jesus as a great guy at best that lived a long time ago that was entirely misinformed. And I don't know how you can put a lot of faith in that. You certainly can't put faith in it as a savior. I don't see how Jesus is your savior if you don't believe in the resurrection. Okay. I mean, we can get along. I'm not going to hate you, dislike you, but I don't think we're going to have a lot in common as followers of Christ because I don't think we're following the same Jesus. Let me give you another one that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hot on, and I'm not very hot on many of them, but the Trinity, um, the expression of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I think it so permeates the Bible that, again, to walk away from it, to deny it, is... Uh, to deny an, an, an enormous amount, not only about the character of God, but the nature of who we are. And I think we see it right here in Genesis. I know I spent a lot of time on just the fact that there were three men there, but I just didn't want to miss that opportunity. Uh, 
We're going to have Abraham serve them, and we're going to find out why they are here. And this, I'll give you a hint, this has to do with Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is going to be an interesting journey. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.